What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Rick Knows Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek. And the Ben Simmons saga in Philadelphia just continues to get worse by the week. Um, Today, he, report, he reportedly said that he will not be at training camp for the 76ers. And he intends to never put on a 76ers uniform ever again. Uh, that was reported by Woj earlier today. Kind of late to react to it, but um, I'm here. So let's talk about it, man. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you are new. This is a place where we talk all about NBA basketball. So if you love hoops, this is the place. So as you can see on screen, the article says that Ben Simmons will not report to camp and he intends to never wear a 76ers uniform ever again. And this is something that we kind of already knew that Ben Simmons obviously wants out of Philadelphia. But I think it's important to see that he's willing to go to the extremes of not reporting the training camp, which is something that, you know, off the top of my head in recent memory, I can't think of an NBA player doing this. You see this a lot in the NFL players not reporting to training camp, but that's more so if they are trying to get a contract, you know, a long-term deal. NBA players don't do it because they lose. Um, I think Ben Simmons is supposed to lose like $300,000 each day that he does not report to 76ers, or at least each game he misses or something like that. He's missing a good sum of money, but he's pretty much saying like he doesn't care because for one, he has a max deal. And two, he just, he just does not want to be in Philly anymore. And his camp is Rich Paul. Rich Paul is one of the better agents in the game. And he's usually good at getting his players to where they want to go. Um, now, I don't think Ben Simmons has the leverage that he might think, but I think Philly has lost every ounce of leverage that they might have had in potentially getting a good package back for Ben Simmons, which that doesn't necessarily mean that Ben Simmons is going to get to go where he wants, which is one of the California teams. I think he listed three out of the four. Um, I don't know what his list consisted of, but it's probably the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors. But in terms of the Philadelphia 76ers, they went from potentially having a James Harden package on the table to now – you're probably going to get pennies on the dollar for Ben Simmons. And what that means is you're going to get a lot less than what you could have got, you know, previously. And what they think that, that Ben Simmons is worth right now, they're not going to get anywhere close to that package. Um, it's clear that Ben Simmons doesn't want to be there, even despite having multiple years left on his contract. And that kills any bit of leverage that the 76ers might have. They had the leverage of him being under contract for multiple years. They had the leverage of, you know, saying that, you know, you know, we're going to trade you to where we want to, and we want a big package in return because you're still young, only, I think, 25 years old. You're an, an all-NBA player previously, a perennial all-star, one of the better defenders in the league, top two in defensive player of the year voting last season. You're somebody that can help turn a franchise around, and we, we're going to get adequate value for you. And it's they've been trying to fleece teams, and teams just are not, you know, going for that, mainly because Ben Simmons' value is at an all-time low right now. Um mainly due to the playoff performance, um, which is not completely solely on him, but he was the focal point. He is the main reason. He is the second all-star to, to Joel Embiid, and he didn't play like that in the postseason, one of his more underwhelming postseason performances of his career. And it's time, but I don't know what trade is going to be on the table for Philly. Um, I'm like this, this situation probably has just gotten more and more worse for Philly as time goes on, honestly. And now Daryl Morey in the front office really have to be looking in the mirror like, we could have had James Harden next to Joel Embiid. That would make the Nets a little more of a inferior team than what they are now, now having James Harden. But we could have potentially had James Harden next to Joel Embiid, which is basically, offensively speaking, Ben Simmons on steroids. That's what James Harden is. Um, a, a lethal offensive threat would have been a perfect guy to put alongside Joel Embiid on paper and now potentially going from that to people think that the the Timberwolves can get Ben Simmons without giving up D'Angelo Russell Anthony Edwards 
or Carl Anthony Towns. That's insane. That's insane to, that his value has just dropped that significantly. Um, went from potentially, you know, maybe we could get Damian Lillard to we'd have to settle for C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum is still a very good NBA player, but not to the caliber of a Damian Lillard, obviously. And that would be what the return would probably be right now if you were to get Ben Simmons. And that might be just a straight-up deal. Maybe a pick thrown in there or something. I don't know. But that would just essentially be a straight-up deal, you know, one-for-one player swap. That's what it would seem like right now because the value of Ben Simmons, the leverage that Philadelphia no longer has is just at an all-time low. And it's honestly, the longer this drags on, the worse it looks for Philly fans. I've seen reports. I don't really believe them because I didn't see the top sources in the NBA report on them. But apparently John Wall has been made available for trade or at least – the Rockets are looking to to ship him off to help him, you know, go to a at least a, a different situation, one that will fit him better. And apparently, Ben Simmons and the Rockets have been linked in a way, and it would be a John Wall trade. Um, yeah, that's John Wall. John Wall had a pretty cool season last year, coming off of the injuries that he dealt with and not playing in pretty much two seasons. But that just shows you just how far his uh, Ben Simmons value has tanked. That just shows you how far he's tanked, man, and. I'm still a firm believer that you can build a very good team with Ben Simmons as one of your centerpieces. It's just Philly has kind of been in this realm, and it makes me interested. Like, maybe we should look at the process real quick because the process was something that was pretty glorified. The Sam Hinkie, let's tank, let's get top draft picks, take the best player available. And has it worked? Hey, we did this with the Kings. We looked at their draft history. We're about to do it with Philly real quick. Shout out to Basketball Reference, man. They be coming clutch with all these. So let's go back to, we'll go 2013 because that's the year that the process really got kicked enough into full gear. Um, they drafted Michael Carter-Williams that year, as you can see right here. He won Rookie of the Year. Um, that was cool, but after that, didn't really find a spot in Philly. They traded him away. Bro, his rookie. This is another like what if kind of player. Like his rookie season was crazy, bro. I remember his first game he had like a quadruple double, which was or he almost had a quadruple double. My mistake. Um, then let's move on to the second year. This is when they drafted Joel Embiid. He fell to number three. He was probably the top prospect in that draft, but the injury concerns you know were the injury concerns were there, so he fell to number three. Did not mean to do that. He fell to number three, and that was a blessing in disguise because Clearing away the best player that Philly has drafted over this last almost decade of tanking that they had. Well, not decade of tanking, but during the process, definitely the best player that they drafted. They also um, they drafted Alfred Payton in that draft also, and they traded him away to get um, Dario Saric, who was a part of the Jimmy Butler trade. So that kind of worked in the way down the line. They also drafted guys like um jeremy grant in this draft bro jeremy grant turned out to be a really good player not in philly but he turned out to be a very good player in the league uh man it's funny seeing some of these names man kj mcdaniels russ smith it's crazy to look back at draft sometimes the next year third overall pick once again they drafted a little okafor um and this is kind of where it got a little weird because you're like well you already drafted joel and beat last season he still hasn't played in the nba yet but you drafted him so this was kind of a case of just take the best player available and Jalil Okafor was the best player available at that time um, at the number three spot. You, of course, you had Porzingis behind him. I think you had some other pretty talented guys that you know fell a little bit in that draft. But Jalil Okafor was the guy. He was the guy in that draft um, outside of Cat, really, and D'Angelo Russell as the top two picks. It was Jalil Okafor that was definitely the next best option. 
Um, he had a good rookie year in Philly, and then after that, um, by the time Joel B, Joel and B came back healthy, he really lost the role there. And you got to think they also drafted. Um, they also had Nerns Noel on this roster during this time too. They also they had three very good bigs on this roster, essentially at the same time, which is kind of crazy to think about. But they had three really good bigs on this roster. Um, next next season. Number one overall pick. Ben Simmons was the number one prospect in this draft. I don't want to get that twisted. Ben Simmons coming out of college was the number one prospect. Somebody that drew comparisons to like Lamar Odoms. Um, some people said he was a jump shot away from being a LeBron James type of player in this league, which at the time was not too far fetched to you know think. Ben Simmons was a big point forward, um, and I wouldn't say I think they succeeded a good amount compared to where they were. You know, when the process had started, they became a team that was trying to compete for a championship. And I just, even though, like, despite their fit not being as great on court with their top two players being guys that um, essentially aren't floor spacers, I think they did succeed a lot, but it's definitely time to move on. I think that is, you know, pretty much the gist of it. It's time to move on from this duo. And hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. So uh, Philly knows what they will have on the court because they're still a team that is trying to be competitive. And whatever team gets Ben Simmons can get him acclimated as soon as possible so we can see the potential, you know, superstar that Ben Simmons was supposed to be. Um, I would like to see that. Uh, they also drafted Furkan Moss in this draft. Then the next season, Markel Fultz, man. Um, I'm, this might be like a conspiracy theory. I want to know, like, how did Markel's just – his, like, jump shot just get that messed up that quickly, bro? It just – it seems weird to me, man. It seems like somebody in in the organization or somebody close to him told him to change his form or something like that, and it completely messed him up. Um, it's weird, man. It's weird. I, I want to dive into that sometime down the line, bro, because that is a situation that is very weird. Might have to research it a little more. But that was kind of a tough one, man. They There was a lot of good players in that draft that have turned into be, you know, perennial all-stars, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, just to name a few, there's a lot of guys in that draft that have came to be all-star caliber players and are leading franchises right now. So that's a big, tough one. And then, yeah, I'm, Philly has kind of just botched drafts, man. They drafted Mikhail Bridges, but they traded him away for Zaire Smith, who I don't even think's on a roster right now. Um, definitely not with the 76ers. I don't even think he's on a roster. They also drafted Landry Shaman in this draft who they used as a trade piece down the line, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, this The 2019 draft, they were able to get Matisse Thybul in the trade with the Celtics. Um, and then last year, 2020, they drafted Tyrese Maxey, which was a very good pick, very good value pick. And then this year, we don't know what their rookie is going to look like. Jaden Springer, um, look cool in Summer League. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much the process. That's their draft history since... Um, 2014 or 2013 take it how you will um i don't know i don't know if the process was successful um i just it really depends on what you can get for ben simmons one thing about the philly front office of you know in the the elton brand era they've done a good job of getting value back in trades it's just a matter of you know how much do the pieces fit on the court that seems like the issue with Philly, even post Sam Hinkie, like Sam Hinkie was all about just acquiring talent, acquiring talent. And I think Elton Brand kind of followed that same principle, man. I didn't really understand the fit, like when even when they traded for Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler was able to thrive still. 
But Ben Simmons was pretty much relegated to the dunker spot, which definitely took away from his talent. Um, and then the year when they signed Al Horford, it was just like, you know, on paper at first, we're like, wow, that's kind of a good move. And then when we seen it on court, it's like, this doesn't fit at all. This is not fit at all. So Philly, man, Philly's might be down bad, bro. They might be down bad. It's all about what they get back for Ben Simmons, if they even trade him anytime soon. But Ben Simmons said he's done with the organization and he's never putting on a 76 uniform ever again.